Hi, I'm Aaron from the Files Obscura podcast. Along with Vlad and Cece, we cover a variety of dark or obscure topics sure to pique your curiosity. We welcome you to join the conversation each week, whether we talk about theories to an unsolved case or speculate and discuss on more broad questions in life, such as future tech, the paranormal, or dark parts of your psyche. You can find new episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to stay up to date, consider following our Twitter and Instagram page or join our Discord group. We can't wait to see you there. Freddy. It's Daddy. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, guys. This is Crystal. And I'm Elle. Thanks for joining us for Alternative Interests. And, you know, this week I thought I had a lot of notes for episode, what was that, nine for Marvin Hemeyer. I had 15 pages of notes. Yeah, no, this this tops it. (laughs) I have 29 pages of notes, guys. And she condensed them, (laughs) didn't you? You said you were like, oh, I was nitpicky about it. A little bit. (laughs) Um, Before we get started on the case, there's actually a couple housekeeping items I wanted to address. Um, A really quick update on the bodies that washed up in Seattle that we mentioned last week. They have officially been identified now. They were identified as 35-year-old Jessica Lewis and 27-year-old Austin Wenner. There's not a ton of information about the people yet. According to Facebook, they were in a relationship five years ago. I don't know if they still are. Both of their Facebook pages are pretty private still. And the report from the ME office says that Jessica had been shot multiple times and Austin had been shot once in the torso. Their estimated date of death was June 16th and June 19th is when the bags with their bodies were actually found. So, Ew. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's really sad, but I'm really curious what happened. Same. Because... I think it's a drug deal. Gone bad. Dun dun. It doesn't make sense, though. Why it was she shot more times than he was? You know what? Maybe it was her. So why is she shot more times than he is? I don't know. They didn't have a personal vendetta against him. Or unless it was him and they wanted to see her, like they wanted him to witness her die. And then they just shot him once. Except you don't overkill someone like... Okay, fine. <laughs> just the fact that she was shot more times, I think it's something about her. She she has a key part in this. We will keep following it and uh, provide updates when and if we get them. And then the other piece of news I wanted to share, because apparently we haven't found enough bodies lately. <laughs> More human remains were found on July 2nd near the Nisqually entrance to Mount Rainier National Park. They were found on private property that's a logging site. They found a skull, some bones, some clothing pieces, and a rifle. So the bones mean that they've probably been there for a while, right? I think humans can decompose to a skeleton in a few months. Really? Okay. I think so. A few months is a long time for somebody to be dead and gone. Yeah, and they they weren't able to find the entire skeleton, so... Moved there? Question mark. Well, it's a logging site, so they think some of the logging activities may have spread the remains, because apparently they weren't buried. They were just, like, out in the open and someone saw them. Maybe they were buried, and then the logging stuff unburied them. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know how logging works. The, the report made it seem like the, it they was not concealed. There. Yeah. Okay. So that's another one that okay. we'll have to update you on if we hear more. Thanks, 2020. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot going on here, guys. Um, but let's move on to this week's story. I know I teased it a few weeks ago that I was going to be covering Dior Koontz. So we're covering Dior Koontz. It's a story, guys. And I want to preface this by saying I, I purposely left a lot of information out when I'm covering this because there's a lot of side information and a lot of it just clogs up 
the story and it just seems very unimportant. So if there's some piece of information that you know about this story and I don't say it, it's probably because I I don't think it's actually important for the core understanding of this story. So please don't get mad at me if I don't mention some little tidbit that you already know. Hopefully I introduce some stuff you don't know. So let's go. Our story takes place in July of 2015. It actually takes place over the course of July 9th and 10th. There's a lot of information to digest because I actually have to tell the exact same story several different times because the four adults involved... In several different ways. Yes. (laughs) All four adults involved have their own version of the events And each person's story contradicts each other and they crisscross and information gets muddled up so bad. I really have to take time to like go through an outline and then dig in deeper later. So I think what we are going to do for this episode, I am going to go over the mother's story because hers is the most comprehensive. I'm also going to go a little bit into the father's story And then next episode, we are going to dive into some inconsistencies. We're going to go over a couple of other people's stories, and we are going to talk about theories. The characters involved in this story, the most important person involved here is the baby. His name is Dior Kuntz Jr. Dior was two years old in 2015 when the story takes place. I will refer to him as Dior or the baby throughout the story. Got it. Vernal Dior Kuntz Sr. is the baby's father. The mother refers to him as Dior throughout the story. But in order to keep the story straight, I'm going to refer to him as the father or Vernal. Just so I can keep the characters straight. Because Vernal? Yes. Is that his middle name or something? No, that's his first name. That's his first name. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Um, Jessica Mitchell is Dior's mother. Bob Walton is Jessica's grandpa, so Dior's great-grandpa. And Isaac Reinwand is Grandpa Bob's friend. Just a really, really quick rundown of the story. The four adults and the baby took a camping trip. It was about 116 miles from their home in Idaho Falls in a small town called Lador. And it's about an hour and 45 minute drive away. They drove an additional 10 miles to Timber Creek Campground, uh, which doesn't really seem that far. But I guess the road is super, super rough. There's actually someone on Web Sleuths who commented and was like, you know, I am a native of the town. And I can absolutely say it does take 45 minutes to drive that 10 miles because the road (laughs) is so rough. Isn't that like almost every road, though, in Idaho? Uh, well, I guess this one is, like, bad, bad. Like, mm-hmm. you have to crawl up this road. Crawl. They got to the campground really late. They ended up sleeping in their cars. And the next morning, they woke up. The parents made a quick run into town. They came back, did some fishing, noticed their son was gone, and called 911. Wait. They just noticed he was gone. Oh, wait. Where'd the kid go? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it sounds like a pretty simple, straightforward story. Right? It's, I guess. It's not. I mean, you just lose your kid. That's great parenting right there. Well, so you'll see that the reason that this boy got lost, no one can agree whose fault it is. Whose fault it is? Well, nobody wants to be responsible for losing a child. Well, someone's responsible. (laughs) All right. So we're going to dig in a little deeper. And like I said, I'm going to start with Jessica's story because Jessica... Over the course of my research, I was able to find her written statement. I was able to find uh, videotaped interviews with her. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the information revolves around Jessica. And hers is just the most comprehensive story with the widest timeline. So other people focus more in on the specific dates. Jessica's story actually starts a day before the camping trip Mm -hmm. and the plans. So hers is, uh, I think, the best one to start with. Okay. So Jessica historically had issues holding down a job. She actually has two older children from a previous marriage, and she voluntarily gave up custody of those children to the father 
because she claimed that the father could provide better financial stability for them because apparently she just can't hold down a job. It's a problem of hers, I guess. Okay. So Jessica had recently actually taken a job caring for her grandfather. He had COPD and was on oxygen and needed some in-home care assistance. And I couldn't really find any information on if she was actually paid a wage or not. Uh, I'm guessing she had to be because... Go ahead. Oh, uh, sometimes when it comes to taking care of like an older figure, if they get like social security or something like that, you get... I can't 100% remember, and this is only because I worked in, like, loan affairs and people would, like, send in documentation to show this. Like, if somebody got Social Security, you also got some of it for taking care of them. If you took, if you were, like, it was, it was it's slightly hard to explain, never mind. Right, if you were a specific home care aide, yeah. because I deal with this with my work, too. Oh, yeah. Um, Gosh, I don't know why. <laughs> but... I don't, I don't know, because there are other ways to compensate someone besides yeah. explicitly giving them money, and that's more what I was getting at. I oh. couldn't tell if she actually made a wage or something else. I'm guessing she did, because she did not live with her grandfather. Mm. So I'm guessing she got paid somehow. I don't know how much, but this was officially listed as a job for her. Okay. So... I'm going to go over Jessica's version of vet of events based on a written statement she provided to police. Got it. So Wednesday, July 8th, her mom called her and asked her to come over and help move some stuff from her mom's camper to her grandpa's camper. When okay. she went over, while helping her mom, just making small talk, was like, hey, what are yours and Dior's plans for this weekend? Jessica kind of said that she didn't really have any plans. Mm -hmm. So her mom asked if she wanted to go camping with her grandpa because Jessica had been working with him and she knew the signs to look for when he was low on oxygen. And yeah. so it was kind of a, can you go, you know, have fun, but also please watch after your grandpa. So Jessica right in this part of her written statement actually says that she's been working as a CNA for her grandpa for almost a year. Okay. It's, I think it's just a piece of information she put in there to further explain why her mom would want her to go. So Jessica said that, yeah, she'd like to go, but she needed to talk to Vernal first. Mm -hmm. I think, I think the two of them were engaged at the time. Oh, Different okay. news reports refer to them as fiancés. Or boyfriend, girlfriend. Basically the same thing if your fiance is. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like there's too much of a difference if you're dating long enough. Uh, I would say there is. There's a, a different level of commitment. So Grandpa Bob said that his friend Isaac was coming. Mm -hmm. Jessica asked about this a little bit and because she didn't know Isaac. Grandpa called him a little odd, but a good guy. Okay. Grandpa's a weird guy. You'll you'll see as we go through this a little bit. <laughs> so her mom said that as they were trying to talk about plans a little more, that her mom would not be driving up with them on Friday, but she did plan to come up to the campground on Sunday to help pack everything up, hang out for a little bit, and then they would all come home. I guess she had uh, some injury to her ankle that was going to make it hard for her to actually like camp camp. So, okay. Um, they didn't go into much about it. I don't ultimately, I don't think it's important, super important, but uh, apparently she had some kind of injury that meant she wasn't going to be able to go mm -hmm. camping. Okay. So Jessica went home. She told Vernal about the trip. I guess they ended up having a little bit of a fight about this because Vernal said that he had plans to go help his dad cut firewood for winter. He had already made these plans and he didn't want to break these plans to go camping. Okay. I, I mean, mean, maybe he just is a man of his word and he was really excited to go hang out with his dad and cut some wood. Well... So the thing is, with wood, you have to cut it really early so it can dry and cure. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense to me that they want to cut it in July. And the more you push it back, 
like the more you know when you have something to do if you push it back once you're more likely to push it back again and again and again yeah that you know me if i have plans i don't like (laughs) changing them yeah i i don't know i'm one of the people it's like oh but that does sound a lot more fun than this (laughs) i guess but if he had already told his dad he was going, I understand why. Yeah. And I guess it depends on time frame. Like if it was last minute thing. It it definitely is. This is Wednesday they're talking. And- oh, yeah. No, I'd be slightly very annoyed. Like, come on. Camping takes planning. Yeah. So apparently it was, it was Wednesday she talked to him about it and they were going to be going camping on Friday. So that's yeah, like no. a super last second. Mm, I already had plans day. this weekend kind yeah. of thing. So then we go to Thursday the 9th. They woke up to her grandpa pounding on the front door God. and asking if they were coming camping. And he, yes, tomorrow we're going camping. <laughs> uh, apparently. Well, <laughs> I guess that they had decided they were going camping. Jessica doesn't state this in her statement. She talks about they got into a fight and Vernal was hesitant to go. And then it goes to Thursday the 9th where grandpa's pounding on the door and says, hey, are you coming camping I need you to come over to my house, help me write a grocery list. And so grandpa just decides they're going camping, apparently. Okay. So Jessica says that, you know, sure, let me get Dior ready. We'll head right over. And Vernal was getting ready to go to work Mm -hmm. at the same time. So they were all getting ready to leave the house. Jessica and Dior got to her mom's house. They wrote out a grocery list and her grandpa gave her some money so that she could go shopping at Albertsons. Mm -hmm. She went shopping came back with the groceries, and they loaded them up into the camper and some coolers that they had. Okay. And then in the written statement, Jessica states that her grandpa gave her more money to go out and buy more groceries. So she ends up going to Smith's and Maverick. So Smith's is, just for anyone who doesn't know, Smith's is in the Kroger family of stores yeah it's a grocery store um and maverick it looks i tried to look it up because i'd never heard of it before. oh it's a gas station i was yeah I was say, <laughs> it's a gas station it's very similar it's, to like 76 or circle k yeah oh i, I guess it's because i when i was going to school in utah they mm-hmm. don't have safeway or like a lot of the stuff that we have here it's uh they have smith's, they have smith's and maverick yeah well for a gas station i don't know why we why it just stays over there in China. They also have one where there's like a dinosaur. I can't remember what it's called. It's really oh, funny. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. I Because I road trip a lot. I've stopped there a few times. Anyway, they're cute. Anyway, Smith's went to, or sorry, Jessica went to Smith's to get whatever other items. She doesn't state what other items. Hmm. And then she went to Maverick for ice and smokes. So she bought some ice. And- Why can't she just get that at Smith's? I'm not sure. It might be cheaper at a gas station. I'm trying to um, think about I this. do know I do know cigarettes are cheaper at gas stations than they are at grocery stores. Really? By a lot. Oh, interesting. So that makes sense. And if she was going there, she may as well get ice from them too. So she got back to her mom's house. She loaded these purchases into the camper and coolers. <laughs> Jessica told her grandpa she was gonna go home and wait for Vernal to get home so they could all leave. And grandpa said, Okay, cool. When he gets home, you guys should meet me here, and then we can go pick up Isaac, and then we can leave. So Jessica went home. She packed some clothes and a few items. Vernal got home. She doesn't say what time. And they loaded the clothing and some firewood into the back of his truck, and then they headed to her mom's house. Mm -hmm. Once they got there, Vernal helped uh, Grandpa hook the camper up, and then they followed Grandpa to Isaac's house. Jessica stated that she saw Isaac put a black trunk into the back of Vernal's truck. Oh? This is this is literally the only time she mentions this black trunk. And it, it just seems weird to me. We'll go into it more later. Does it get mentioned later? Nope. Just nonchalant. He put a black trunk, like, and then nobody decides to... Okay. Well, I mean, he's packing some stuff for himself. Everyone packs their own stuff. So... Who brings a trunk? Like that's all he had. I'm picturing, like, a a trunk from, like, Harry Potter. Like, you know their trunks? Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. I think that's what she means, because I can't think of anything else that would be a black trunk. Why wouldn't you just bring a backpack for a weekend? 
So it is highly speculated that Isaac has some sort of mental development disorder. Okay. It's never confirmed, but when you watch interviews of Isaac, you can tell that there's something, something off. Yeah. Okay. He he speaks in the way that someone with a development disorder speaks, like his speech tones and patterns. Mm-hmm. And you can just see it in the way that he thinks and he acts. Okay. And I don't think it's the family that has claimed this. This is like people outside the family okay. and outside of the, this case who have speculated that he has some sort of development disorder. So thinking about someone in that way. They might not make the connection that, oh, I'm only going camping for a few days. Because if you think about it, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. And so he might need a trunk because they fish. So you have like a tackle box, a fishing pole. Okay. If you bring all that stuff into consideration, I can see trunk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Never mind. It's just weird that it's only mentioned this one time. She never mentions the trunk again in her written statement. That is weird. Just a little bit. Continuing on. (laughs) Sorry. So once they picked up Isaac, Isaac and Grandpa were riding in Grandpa's Suburban and the Suburban was pulling the camper. Vernal, Jessica, and Dior were riding in Vernal's truck. So they were in In a little bit of a, yeah, a little bit of a caravan. They stopped at a gas station on the way out to fill up one of the camper tires Mm -hmm. and then they headed out. After a few miles, the camper started swaying really, really bad. So they pulled over because it was like, it's concerning when this happens. So they actually took the camper off the Suburban. They loaded it onto the truck and then they went out on their way again. Jessica states that the camper was swaying because her grandpa's Suburban was overheating. That's unsafe. It also doesn't make sense when your car is overheating. It doesn't cause a camper to sway. They did find out why it was swaying, but later on in the story. Oh, okay. So was it swaying? I'm actually just about to tell you. Oh, okay. (laughs) So just before they got to Mud Lake, I actually Google mapped it. Mud Lake is a little less than the halfway point to Lador where they were going. Okay. The truck started overheating and they had to pull over again. Mm. So we got two people with cars overheating. Probably should turn around and go home. They need to take better care of their vehicle. (laughs) Gramps really wanted to go camping, okay? Basic vehicle maintenance, you guys. I, I, uh, no excuse. Okay. Yeah, so. I don't know. I'm really bad at taking care of my car. (laughs) But you'll, you'll see later. I'll I'll mention it later because it's in my notes. But there's no reason these cars should have been overheating. So. They ended up taking the camper off the truck and they put it back on the Suburban. And then Jessica is like, then I noticed that because Jessica was the one to pack the camper. Uh huh. She put all the heavy stuff at the back of the camper and that's why the camper was swaying. <laughs> what a... I'm sorry, what a dumbass. <laughs> so they rearranged all the stuff to like put the heavy stuff at the front of the camper Just where that. it's supposed to be. <laughs> And, you know, I'm not going to judge her too harshly because if you've never been camping and you've never packed a camper and you've never towed anything, I can understand that you might not know how to pack it. I don't understand why grandpa wasn't at least telling her where to pack stuff. Like nobody was telling her where to pack things. Yeah. Or even mom, because apparently mom had a camper because Jessica was taking stuff from mom's camper to grandpa's camper. Mom should have been able to tell her. Like, hey, let's put the heavy stuff in the front. I don't want to say, like, poor her, but it sounds like she's just getting kind of bossed around because she's grandpa's CNA and working as a CNA at one point in my life. You kind of get bossed around and it's really obnoxious. But this is also family. And I feel like I get bossed around with my family and I could find it very obnoxious. I don't know. She seems like someone who just wants to, like, help out her family. She seems very, very close to her family. Okay. And but not her child, apparently. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, right after they switched the camper to the Suburban again, they ended up stopping at another gas station. Vernal and Isaac went inside. Vernal came out with a couple of drinks and a mini pizza. 
And Jessica ended up giving a little piece of the mini pizza to Dior, just kind of tied him over because mm-hmm. he's he's a small kid and you got to make sure he's got something to munch on. It's, yeah. When little kids are hungry, they're oh, unbearable. They're nightmares. And then she and Vernal shared the rest of the mini pizza. Mm-hmm. When I think of a gas station mini pizza, I'm I thinking like of this big. You can't see it, but it's like if you if you make a circle with your thumb and your forefinger, that's about the size that I think of. Yeah. How are you going to split that between two adults and a child? Well, you give the the child like a tiny piece, and then you. That is not enough food for uh, and two adults to share. I'm trying to think if I've been to a gas station and have seen these pizzas. Because actually, I think they're like this big, actually. More like a six inch around? Yeah, kind of more like six inches, I but think. But even then, I feel like that's not enough for two adults to share, let alone giving a piece to a child. But Whatever. Okay. That's just my take on that. <laughs> Crystal's over here like, that's the most important part of this whole story. <laughs> but also the fact that she's putting this weird information in her written statement. Maybe it's just like the weird things that you remember and you're just like, I guess, do, 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 but do, this do, do, is, do. they did not. So later on when the, they were actually started the investigation, they were talking to the parents when they asked for written statements, they didn't say, take us back to Wednesday before and tell us everything that happened. They went to her and they said, write down what you know. She decided to start this far ahead of the story. Maybe she thought it would be helpful. Like, in theory, I have to say this. In theory, she might have said maybe something happened before. And so she's writing it all down and trying to, like, think like process thing i mean it story changes five million times this is out the window but like trying to like think it out what happened and so she's just writing everything that she remembers perhaps but you'll see that that's not the case it's just it's a weird piece of information that like why did you need to include this so i mean she could have thought it would help but (laughs) we ate pizza that's an important part of the case. Apparently. <laughs> Continuing on. So they finally get to Ledor and they decide to stop at a, a restaurant slash bar that they have in town for dinner mm. because grandpa was saying that there was still a little ways to go because the campground is outside of Ledor. I think I've been there. It's a tiny little town. It's like, I think their their population is like a thousand or something like that. It's really small. What part of Idaho is it? It's is it um, south or north? It's it's like the closest. If you know where Yellowstone National Park is yeah. in Montana, there's like that part of Idaho that's really really close to there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like right there. It's really close to the Montana border. Maybe I don't know. Okay, continue. So they try to go into the restaurant. I guess Isaac, Grandpa, and Vernal started walking towards the restaurant while Jessica unloaded Dior from the truck. By the time she gets him out and starts walking towards the restaurant. They're walking back? Because it's closed, yes. Wow. And that kind Men. Of, that kind of tells you how tiny the town is that the restaurant is closing this early. Yeah. Because... It was starting to get dark. And when you think about Pacific Northwest in July, it was probably starting to get dark around 8.39 p.m. Yeah. And this restaurant's already closed. Okay. Yeah, that's probably... So that kind of tells you how tiny this town is. Mm -hmm. So they loaded everyone back up and decided to drive up to the campground. So they drove another 45 to 60 minutes on Mm -hmm. this dirt road. There is one dirt road in and out. So the only way to get to this campground is on this one road. Okay. So they get to the campground. Jessica helped set up her grandpa's bed inside the camper so that he wouldn't have to do it himself because it's dark. And, you know, she's the CNA. That's Mm -hmm. what she does. She helps her grandpa. So then she sets up a bed for herself vernal and dior in the back of the suburban mm-hmm. it was too dark for them to really set up like a tent to do like real camping so yeah. it was like you know what's glamping 
I wouldn't even get sleeping in the back of a suburban that is not glamping. That's cl- that's cl- closer to glamping than it is camping. I wouldn't. Have you ever actually slept in the back of a car? Yes, I have. It is not comfortable. It is not. Um, <laughs> especially with two adults and a child. Yeah. I guess it was just me, so it's fine. So then she specifically states she changed Dior into PJs and a new diaper. She said that Vernal took the dirty diaper, put it in a, a grocery bag, and then hung it from a tree. So no bears got it? <laughs> You'll see that pieces of her written statement... Don't make sense. She is deliberately trying to set up a story. And that's that's why I think it's weird that she includes some of this information. That's why she included the pizza. (laughs) It's just, I think, you know, people are trying to, um, people have their own idea about liars do this and liars do that. I almost feel like she was like, a liar wouldn't put in information about stopping at a restaurant for pizza, and a liar wouldn't put all this extra. I feel like she's giving overcompensating. Yes. That's how I feel about it. But she's lying. We don't know what she's lying about. Continuing on (laughs) Um, with the lies. I don't think we're at lies yet. Half truths. I don't think we're at lies yet. I, I honestly don't know where the lies start, which is why you have to listen to the whole story. Oh, gosh. Okay. So she says that Isaac and her grandpa went to bed mm-hmm. and herself, Vernal and Dior all kind of sat around the fire for a while looking at stars while they decided like, oh, do we want to go to bed yet? Do we not? Stargazing is my favorite thing. Yeah. And that's what you do while you're camping, yeah. especially in a place so remote. You can see a lot. So it makes sense to me. And she doesn't really stay, state how long they ended up staying up, but eventually they went in the suburban and they all went to bed. Okay. Friday, July 10th in the morning, Jessica says she was, uh, she woke up because Isaac flung open the doors to the suburban and said, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Oh my gosh, I say that. <laughs> so she said that's what she woke up to in the morning, but also think about this. This is the the first time that she has ever met Isaac, uh-huh. and her grandpa described him as a we, little odd. A little odd. So yeah. imagine that's how you're waking up in the morning to this guy who you don't know. I'd probably be like, dude, what are you doing? I mean, yeah, basically. All right. So Jessica says that she changed Dior's diaper again because, you know, it's morning. That's what mm-hmm. you do with the baby. And Vernal got out of that. And Vernal was like getting up, getting out to the suburban, mm-hmm. getting ready. She said uh, they started a fire. She doesn't really say who. I I get the feeling she doesn't know who, but she knows it wasn't her. And Jessica got started making breakfast. She says that Dior was kind of following her around with his sippy cup and his blanket, but he kept tripping and falling over his blanket, <laughs> and he was really close to the fire. Oh, no. So she kind of took his blanket away and put it in the Suburban so he wouldn't trip so much anymore, just to make yeah. sure he's not falling Same, right by the fire. You know keep watch over your kid so then jessica goes to the bathroom and she realizes that she started her period but but she didn't have any products with her does she not keep track of this right okay i don't really either so i'm really but but you know when it's around time yeah like when you have in the days leading up to it like you know Uh, personally i don't Actually, maybe maybe it's because you don't track. Maybe. I think Killer Queens mm-hmm. covered this. They actually specifically talk about, like, how did she not know her period was coming? Mm-hmm. At least enough to know that, hey, you know, I'm getting close. Maybe I should bring some yeah. products with me just in case. I mean, I at least know around the day, like, if it's getting close to, like, a certain, like, time of, like, like day of the month it starts. Yeah. And so I kind of keep something around during that time frame. Yeah. Apparently okay. she doesn't. Okay. So she goes to Vernal and she's like, after breakfast, we need to go into town and we need to get me something. Oh, is this where everything starts going downhill? It's It's been going downhill from the start. I don't know. It seems like a normal camping trip to me. <laughs> she kind of let her grandpa know that they were going to go into town. 
yeah. to get some groceries. They, I get the feeling that she didn't tell her grandpa what she was going to get. So her grandpa gives her $50 to get, you know, whatever she needed, but mm-hmm. also he wanted candy. <laughs> so he also told them to be back no later than 1 p.m. because he wanted to go fishing. Okay. So Vernal, Jessica, and Dior get into the truck and they drove to town. On the way to town, Vernal lets Jessica know that he wants to stop for some diesel before they go get her tampons. What an asshole. So they get to town and apparently Vernal wanted to get diesel because the truck was new and he didn't know if the gas gauge worked correctly or not. What the fuck? That's it. That's all it. What? Right? This. The, wait, 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 wait. If we recall earlier, the car was overheating. Right? You weren't worried about your new car then, but now you're making assumptions. Oh, you know what? My gas gauge. It must is... not be right because the car's new. Because the How car does that is make brand. Sense? But he wasn't freaking out that his car was overheating. When it was new. Right? When it was brand new. Do you okay. See, do you see? Okay. All right. I'm getting triggered. Okay. Oh, man. So. They end up going into town. They stop at a little store called the Stage Stop. Mm-hmm. And he, which was a gas station. Wait, aren't there tampons at a gas station? Why didn't she just get tampons at the gas station? <laughs> that look you're giving me. <laughs> just wait. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> they stopped at the Stage Stop. And they, the people at the Stage Stop told Vernal where he could get some diesel. They drive two buildings down, and Vernal went across the street to the hotel to pay for the diesel. What? I know, it makes zero sense, right? What hotel also has a gas station? Apparently, the gas station was on one side of the road, but you had to go across the street to the hotel to pay for it. How does this make sense? It doesn't. Okay. Glad I'm not the only one. Okay. That's weird. Did- so apparently when they got to, or when Vernal went across the street, they said that the pumps were broken, but he could go to a company called Peterson Welding and they had diesel. Okay, wait, why isn't there just diesel in this town? Like like a, a, a gas station that has diesel? I'm sorry, around that rule. Well, well, I said that wrong. Around that kind of area. I feel like everybody has a truck that needs diesel. Not in a town this tiny, though. This town is off. It's not on the main freeway. It's out of the way. More people are going to have gasoline than need diesel in this area. I don't know. I feel like a lot of trucks, you need diesel. Like a lot of the nicer ones. Because I'm thinking more like farming, though. Like for farming purposes. This isn't really a farming area. Okay. Never mind. It's not a farm town. Disregard. It's just a a small town. Everything that I said, that's seems slightly logic so the apparently this peterson welding place had diesel okay somebody has diesel that makes sense so they get the directions they start driving towards peterson welding but they go the wrong way after having directions on which way to go okay and jessica eventually they start driving by like houses i guess like residential houses jessica's like what did the guy tell you again and vernal kind of explained the directions she was like dude the post office, apparently they were supposed to make a turn at a post office. She's like, we passed the post office. So they turn around. They find their bearings. They finally get to Peterson Welding. Okay. Vernal went inside and came out with a guy who told them to drive around back. And Vernal and this guy talked while he was filling his tank with diesel. So now they go back to the stage stop where Jessica buys tampons. Why didn't she buy tampons the first time around i don't know because apparently vernal just really needed diesel for his truck apparently enough that they got lost i don't understand okay but she gets herself tampons and she gets her grandpa's candy and she gets a little bit of candy for dior apparently when vernal was at the counter to pay they were making some potato wedges like jojo's yes and so he was like yeah, I'll get some JoJo's because I guess Dior wanted some. So while they were waiting in line, 
Jessica said that she saw an older man in the restaurant portion of Mm -hmm. the stage stop that was like looking at them really closely and specifically Dior. And it was like making her uncomfortable. So after they get their JoJo's, apparently Vernal spent like 45 minutes talking to a semi-truck driver. Maybe he's just a talkative person. And after paying, Jessica asked Vernal to take Dior outside so she could go to the bathroom and presumably put a tampon in. She comes out of the bathroom and she found Vernal outside with Dior. Dior was not in the truck. Vernal was talking on the phone, but Vernal was like putting the bags of candy and stuff in the truck. Okay. So Jessica takes Dior and loads him up in the car. She gives him some potato wedges and a bag of Swedish fish that she had bought and apparently they had also bought some like Krispy Kreme donut holes and Vernal had given those to Dior. So Jessica said that when they were driving towards camp as they got really close she saw Isaac and her grandpa driving into camp in the suburban so they followed them in. Jessica gave her grandpa the candy that he had asked for and apparently her grandpa just kind of grumbled that they were late. He told them to be back by 1. It was now one ten or one fifteen. I'm sorry. We we are 10 minutes late. Apparently. To go fishing. Deal. I also, I don't understand why the grandpa wanted them back by one. Like, why did... That seems like a really odd... Normally, you go fishing in the morning. Well, not just that, but why, why do they need to be back for him to go fishing? I would think that they... I mean, the specific time doesn't slightly make sense, but the fact she needs to be there because... Uh, she like needs to monitor him kind of so if he's not like maybe it was he couldn't leave the campsite without her does that make sense so then why did she leave without him if he needs to be monitored fuck i don't know you found a loophole in my in my plan see and it's all kinds of stuff like this where like you have a question and then there's another question and then another question like every explanation you're like okay that doesn't make sense because of this yeah I mean, I guess unless they really thought, like, oh, we'll be gone for, like, 15 minutes, half hour tops. Well, remember, the drive... Oh, wait, that drive is 40. That's a really long time, actually, to be away from somebody you're supposed to be watching. Right. And the drive down to town is 45 minutes on this road, so they were going to be gone at least an hour and a half. Yeah. At the very least. And that's saying if they only drove down and drove right back. Well, also, you said that the grandpa was driving back in the suburban where did they go right apparently uh grandpa and isaac had gone down to the reservoir to do a little bit of fishing while they were gone again so why did they have to be back at one yeah why did they have to be back at one if they're just gonna go fishing anyway so apparently jessica and vernal were like there's no way you caught any fish in this creek apparently there was like a little creek that ran into the reservoir and the creek was really close to their campground And they were like, there's no way you caught fish in that creek. No way. Yeah. So Jessica says they sat around the fire for about 10 to 15 minutes. And she decided that, you know, I want to see where they went fishing. I want to see if I can catch anything. So she grabs one of her grandpa's fishing poles and a container of worms. And she asked Dior if he was tired and he wanted a nap. I guess his normal nap time was around 2 p.m. That's really late for a nap. I, I don't know much about children's nap time. Normally you do it. Around like 12, 1 o'clock. Well, not even. You should be uh, like 11, 12 o'clock-ish. So not like early in the morning, but like not 2 o'clock. That's so late. What's interesting is that there's two different stated times for his nap time. And it changes throughout the interviews. Right now, she's saying that it's his, two. his nap time is 2. But apparently in a different interview with, like, the dad, the dad was like, oh, he naps around noon. That makes sense. Noon makes sense. Two o'clock is so freaking late. That's either bad parenting or she's dumb. Oh, both. Just kidding. Yeah, you'll you'll see that you can't trust any of these times. Fuck them. So if you kind of do the math here, they got back at about 1.15. They sat yep. around the fire for about 15 minutes. It's now one around 1.30. If his nap time is 2, it makes sense for her to ask him, like, hey, are you feeling tired? Is it time for a nap? A two-year-old? Yeah. 
Uh, normally I just tell the two-year-old, like my sister's two-year-old, I'll be like, okay, it's time for a nap. And she's like, okay. Depending on the kid, not every kid you can do that with. Oh. Because if they're not tired, they're not going to lay down. I mean, true. Yeah. I guess. So this, I mean, it makes sense. I've I've babysat enough kids that usually around the nap time, you're like, are you tired? And if you're not tired, you keep asking them and eventually it kind of plants the idea in their head and they get tired. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she asked Dior if he was tired and he wanted a nap. He said yes. Good. And so she turns and she asks her grandpa, like, hey, are you OK if I leave Dior here with you? No. Grandpa says yes. She does not put him down for a nap. She asked him if he wanted a nap. I just need to clarify this. Yep. Asked him if he wanted a nap. He said yes. It's freaking two o'clock. Says, hey, pops, will you watch my kid? And then she just doesn't put the child down for a nap. Right. So Isaac told uh, grandpa told Isaac to show Jessica and Vernal where they had caught the fish in the creek. So... Isaac leads Jessica and Vernal down. As they're starting to walk on this little trail down to the creek, Mm -hmm. Jessica kind of turns and notices that Dior is starting to follow. So she turns and she's like, hey, do you want to come with mommy or do you want to stay here with grandpa? And he goes, no, yes. And then he turns around and he starts walking back towards grandpa. So she sees him get to about where there's a picnic table near where her grandpa was sitting it's about 10 feet away from her grandpa so that's too far 10 feet that's too far to turn around and walk away is that what you're about to tell me 10 feet doesn't seem like too far from grandpa if grandpa has health issues what if something came and attacked that little child 10 feet's a lot okay but you're also given that logic why would she leave the baby with him at all once again (laughs) this nothing makes sense okay i'm just mad all right so baby's about 10 feet from grandpa she turned around she keeps going down the trail okay they go down the creek a little ways isaac points out a couple of places he's like you know here 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 down there that's where we were fishing and then he turns around he walks back in the other direction so Vernal and Jessica were like, okay, we'll keep walking down the creek. There was a log that kind of fell across the creek. They were going to follow it across. Uh, Vernal walked across the log and then Jessica gets on the log, starts walking. And then she notices that Missy is with them and trying to cross the log. Missy? Who's oh, Missy? Oh, yeah. They never mentioned that they had a dog until this point in the story. They... They have a dog? Apparently, and her name is Missy. They have a dog. (laughs) And nowhere in the story does the dog come up until now. Like this dog, where did it sleep last night? Where Where was it when they went to town? Where was it when they went to town? Where where was Missy when they were traveling there? Right. Why didn't they go on five million potty breaks? Because that's what you do with dogs on road trips. Right. That would help explain why they stopped at so many places on the way up but also keep in mind that under normal circumstances the drive from idaho falls to ledor is an hour and 45 minutes how long did it take them to get there a long ass time because they kept stopping there's no because there's no official time that they left that night there's no telling how long it took them to actually get up there okay the anger is setting in <laughs> So apparently they had a dog, Missy, and Missy was trying to follow them across the log. What kind of dog was this? They didn't say. Missy isn't real. Missy is real. What? Missy wasn't there. You'll you'll see. Missy Missy's real. Okay. So Jessica didn't want the dog trying to cross this log. So she goes back no. to the other side of the creek. She's walking along the creek some more. At least she takes care of her dog. At one point, they actually stop and they, they call them minnows. I don't think they're min- like tiny fish. At, at some point, they stop. Tadpoles? Not tadpoles, but mm. they call them minnows. And they're just little bitty fish in the water. 
Vernal sees them and he's like, man, Goob would love this. They have little nicknames for the baby. One of them is Goob. One of them is Lil Man. Okay, but Goob is super cute. I think Lil Man is cute. I don't I... like Goob. Okay. That's like the shit you pull out of your eye. <laughs> That's called a goober. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he says, oh, man, Goob would love this. He turns around to go back to camp to get the baby and bring him down so he can see these little fish. Because you think about a two-year-old, yeah. they do. They love that stuff. So Jessica loads a worm on her fishing pole. She says she threw the line out a couple times. I just want to tell you, this creek is literally only a couple feet across. Ain't no damn throwing your line out in a creek this small. I don't feel like there'd be much fishing in a creek that's small. Like how, how wide was it or like long? Couple feet. Couple feet. And it was like knee deep at best. Oh no. You ain't catching anything. I know very little about fishing, but I know you ain't catching anything. Locals have said there's no way there were any fish in that creek. Maybe those little ones. That does make yeah. sense. They said there's no way that they were fishing in that creek. Continuing. She said she could hear Vernal talking. This creek is really close to their campsite. How convenient that she's the only one not at the camp at this time. Various sources actually say it's anywhere from 50 to 100 yards away. Really, really close. Okay. So she could hear Vernal talking to someone. She figured that Vernal was either talking to Dior or her grandpa. She couldn't hear the words, but she could hear his voice. So she kind of turned to see if Vernal and uh, Dior were coming back and something caught the corner of her eye. She actually turned and Isaac was there fishing next to her. Like, not right next to her, but reasonably, like, she could see him. Isaac kind of creeps me out. He's like that really weird guy at the party who randomly just pops up right next to you and you're like, how the fuck did you get right here? And he's just always, he's quiet and he's lurking. That's what I'm saying. He's that guy at the party. Where you're just like, whoa, oh God, you're right there. Okay, hi. I don't, I don't know how to feel about him. Even like after you hear everything, you probably won't know how to feel about him either. But we're going to we're gonna continue. So she notices Isaac there, but at the mm-hmm. same time, she hears Vernal shout. And so she turns back to Vernal and Vernal is like, Lil Man is missing and we can't find him. And you know, when you hear that, you just go into shock. And she's like, yeah. wait, what? And he repeats, little man is missing and we can't find him. So she says she throws down her fishing pole that she was holding and she races up and she just starts searching like a mad woman. She goes to her grandpa and she's like, grandpa, when did you last see the baby? When did you last see little man? Mm -hmm. And he points at a tree and he's like, he was over there and he was like playing with his shoe or something. And so she and Vernal just start tearing the camp apart. They're looking around the camp and this camp is, like, wide open. I wouldn't even really call it a campground. Mm-hmm. It's like they drove up, like, up a forest service road, and then the middle of a field is where they camped. But it's, like, it's an official campground. It just, it's not probably the campground you were picturing in your head. Okay, probably not. It's just, it's a big, wide open area, kind of surrounded by trees. There, There's mountains close-ish, but it's not... It's just, it's really wide open. Okay. So Jessica starts searching down by the creek, Vernal searching around the campground. They decide they need to call 911. So they searched a little bit more. There was a lower campground and an upper campground. Mm -hmm. They were at the lower campground. And so Jessica ends up going to the upper campground because, you know, maybe maybe Dior got turned around. They look really similar because they're kind of wide open. Maybe he ended up at the other campground. She runs up there. She thought she heard like his little voice go, Mama. So she's like, oh, I heard it. And she shoots up over this hill to like, get to the upper campground. He's not there. So she runs back down the hill to Vernal and she's like, we definitely need to call 911. Vernal was like, yep, I'm going to get on my car. I'm going to go down the road so I can get some service. Jessica goes in the Suburban. She grabs Dior's blanket and shoves it in her dog's face. And she says, go find little man. <laughs> this is not a damn tracking dog. I was going to say. I'd... What the heck? I mean, in your dire hopes that maybe it would work. Maybe your dog would turn into Lassie. <laughs> like, I just... 
where's the boy Lassie? where's the boy i just don't understand why that's one of her first thoughts so you know when you're playing with your dog maybe you don't i don't know if you do this with your dog but like you play with them and you're yeah. like where's mom go find mom and mm-hmm. then the dog will like get confused and like start running around the house looking they they're not tracking you they're just kind of looking for you for the person yeah because i do that with my dad i'll say i'll tell my dog i'll be like where's papa yeah and he kind of like looks back and forth and then he'll dart because normally i do it while we're outside to get him back inside Mm -hmm. and he'll dart inside and a lot of the time he does go to my dad but my dad is like sitting or like he's in the kitchen yeah but he's looking for him it's not like he's sniffing around right or like if your dad wasn't home and you did that he might run down a hall and run back and and then he looks super confused yeah so when she says go find little man the dog starts running towards the creek because dogs dogs are reasonably smart yeah they kind of go the last and he's like you know let's go jessica with her dumbass i don't Dumbass bitch (laughs) thinks that this dog is tracking. So she starts following the dog. The dog runs down to the creek, runs back to camp. It runs a little down the road where Vernal drove off. Obviously, Mm -hmm. to me, the dog is just looking. It is not tracking. Yeah, it's just trying to look for the little boy in like ways that like ways that it it can think of. It's comprehending, you know, the truck drove off that way. We walk down this way. Yeah, that's what my dog. He always looks. Like, so when he looks for my dad, looks for my dad, he goes first to the living room, then he'll walk down the hall. Right. It's because my dad is normally right there, and then he goes down the hall. He's going where he knows. Where, so yeah. I think Jessica finally caught on that, like, this the dog, dog is not tracking. No so idea. she actually looks in the camper and in the suburban just to check. Still no Dior. She goes down to the creek again. She comes back up. When she comes back up from the creek. Mm-hmm. Vernal is back and she's like did you find him and he said no and so they start looking again after about five or ten minutes Vernal says that he's really going to call 911 wait really going he leaves comes back and says I'm gonna actually call 911 this time right so what was he doing the first time that's weird what's the address of your emergency um, I'm actually camping in Red Horse, just outside of Red Horse. Uh-huh. Um, my two-year-old son, um, we can't find him. How long has he been missing? About an hour. An hour? Yeah. Are you by water? Yes. Do you know which campground you're in? Uh, it's Stone Reservoir, Timber Creek. Stone Reservoir? Yeah, or Timber Creek. Hold on. We need search and rescue. Jessica? Jessica? Yeah. What's your son's name? Okay. Jessica? Yeah. Okay. What is he wearing? He was wearing cowboy boots, a blue um, pair, like pajama pants, and a camel jacket. How is he? Hello? I'm not exactly sure how to give it up. Are you there? Yeah. Is your husband calling too? Like, all down where we were camping at and we can't find him at all. Okay, we need you to stay within cell service. We've got people going on on the way. Thank you. So that phone call was actually Jessica called 911. This is after Vernal says, I'm really going to call 911. He races down the road to go find cell service again. Jessica calls her mom first. Wait, why do people do this? Um... She said that she wanted to make sure she had cell service. Then call 911. So she called her mom five times. Call 911 five times. So right now, because apparently this actually isn't super widely known, um, I'm going to share with everyone. If you have even the tiniest bit of service, 
you can call 911. Yeah, isn't it like the emergency thing on your phone for when you don't have service? Yes. So it's actually a really smart idea if anyone is like me and has like their old cell phones, like the Nokia ones that hold charge for a full week. Even if you do not have cell service activated on that phone, you can call 911 from that phone. So it's a really good idea to have one of those handy. Um, Give it to your kids because, uh, you know, they can't text or call anyone. But if they need it, they can call 911 on that phone. Oh, my gosh. So she calls her mom five times before the call went through, apparently. I guess her mom couldn't understand her because she was crying so hard. Pay attention to this. Apparently, she was crying so hard and she was so upset. Her mom had to make her repeat what she was saying. And then her mom was like, you need to call 911. If I was her mother, I'd been pissed. I'd been like, excuse me, why are you on the phone with me? So she calls 911 and that's the 911 call we heard. Did she sound like she was so upset she was crying to you? No. I mean... She kind of sounded like a little like, uh, uh. so yeah, apparent, she, apparently Vernal, you can hear a dispatcher in the background on the phone with Vernal. Oh, so they called that like at same. pretty much the same time. So she said, and you can hear in the 911 call, the dispatcher says, okay, stay right where you are in cell service. We need you to stay in cell service. She says, okay. She hangs up. She said she took everything out of her pockets and threw them on the truck passenger seat. So then again, she starts heading towards the creek. And she said at this point, she runs into Isaac coming back from the creek. And he was walking up with a fishing pole and a tackle box because he was fishing down by the creek. She he obviously he notices that she's upset. And he's like, hey, what's going on? Jessica says her son's missing. And she's like, have you seen him? According to Jessica's written statement, Isaac said no, walked around her, and walked to the fire. And that's it. Um, okay. That isn't the response I would think that somebody would give when they find out there's a missing child. Yeah, so Jessica said it was a little weird that he didn't seem to care and that she, in her written statement, she says that it's it's weird he didn't seem to care and that he wouldn't look at me. He wouldn't look at her. According to her written statement. According to the words written statement. Okay. Um. So apparently now Jessica goes back down to the creek. She, the, the verbiage she uses in her written statement is quote unquote moving things around in the water. Moving things around in the water. Like the fish? Is she moving the fish? I don't know. Sticks? I don't know. What is she planning to find? This tiny creek, she said she was moving things around in the water until she heard what sounded like a four-wheeler or something like that pull up into camp. She goes up into camp. She sees Vernal talking to someone from search and rescue. And then Lemhigh County Police started showing up with more search and rescue. Okay. Um, Question. Why didn't they look in the woodsy areas around them? Because it was so huge. Like... At least that's that's why I'm saying I don't think this is the campground you're picturing in your head. It's like they were in the middle of a huge open field Mm -hmm. and the nearest trees are like forever away. Okay, so I mean, there's like a tree in the middle of the campground, but there's not like forest. So and they're trying they like start searching and in an interview that they did a few days after this disappearance Mm -hmm. Uh, Vernal start saying that, like, you know, we were searching for him, but he's a little guy. He can't make it that far. I was going to say, like, if it's that open, why couldn't you just look yonder and see a little boy in blue short? I mean, like in blue pajama pants. Because okay. it was it was big and it was open, but it wasn't flat. Okay. Because remember, there's like an upper campground and they had to like go over a hill. Mm -hmm. The creek is kind of down an embankment. So it's all really close. It's not flat. Okay. Okay. Because I was picturing like trees in between everything. Okay. Never mind. So I think 
that is actually where we are going to stop this episode because that was was a lot of information to digest. Yeah. And when we start going into other people's stories, we'll start to see some inconsistencies. And I think it's actually best we we note all the inconsistencies together on one episode. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to leave you guys with this. Uh, you can stew on that for a couple days. And, uh, you know, I was able to get part two of Kyron Horman out a few days after part one. So oh, yeah. I think we'll be able to do that with this and get ready for a lot of, you know, I, I gave a lot of information right now. There's a lot more coming. Great. I'm so I'm not excited. Do you, do you have any initial thoughts about the story so far? I guess, like, thoughts about it, I find it really, I do find it weird that she, like, talked about so long in advance when really, but she's super detailed in the beginning, and then it gets less and less details. Right. Which I, is... I noticed that, too. I I kind of wanted, I didn't do it, um, because honestly, taking down all the information she wrote took a lot. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted to compare how many pages was leading up to this and how much was the actual disappearance. I think it was only like two or three pages was devoted to the actual disappearance timeline of like that few hours. That's really interesting because I feel like in those moments, I mean, yeah, you can get like that... You know, when you get super worked up and it's like you get tunnel vision yeah. and then you kind of don't remember a lot too much. I can You take a few days and you're able to see it more clearly after yeah. a few days once the adrenaline wears off and once you have time to reflect. And Yeah. So that being like even with all that coming back to her, I would still think that she would have more details than what was there especially in a written statement where you were yeah, thinking, about, thinking it. about it it's different than a verbal statement because a verbal statement you're just kind of talking your way through it writing takes longer mm-hmm. and you, that gives you more time to think about the timeline so i'm glad you caught on to that because that's something i was thinking yeah. about too and then was her grandpa freaking out as much i i mean going through the her like what you were saying her written statement was about her and vernal were running rampant trying to find their kid but you don't really nothing was ever really mentioned if the grandpa was helping looking obviously this isaac guy wasn't because he was down at the creek but they went down there multiple times she said multiple times they went down there to look and they never said anything to him saying have you seen like the kid you will see in the other stories okay fine all right there's there's a lot so we're going to leave you there right now. I think part two is going to be much longer than part one. Oh, lovely. I don't want to go into three parts because it just, it does not split cleanly into three parts. But so just buckle up, get ready. Part two is going to be a doozy. <laughs> lovely. And uh, we'll see you next time, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.